Good morning, guys. Welcome to the Morning Jam. We had to start that one out just for the folks in Lynchburg. There's a lot of celebrating going on in uh, the Hill City right now as the, well, unofficial wins have been announced for Lynchburg City Council. Looks like there's a change of coming on council for sure. So that's, uh, that's some good news there. As Bill Trefero was just telling us about, there's a lot to unpack today. Uh, just a, a brief synopsis here. We've got uh, uh, Klein won his district, Bob Good won. Um, GOP looks poised to take back the House and pump those brakes a little bit. So that's some some good news there. Uh, there were it wasn't as Bob uh, Dr. Bob said yesterday. It was not. A red tsunami by any stretch of the imagination. It was barely a red wave. Uh, and why is that? We'll talk about that a little bit this morning as we uh, we go through the morning. Keep our number handy. 866-916-3776. going to be curious to know what your thoughts are about the results as they came in, both locally and nationally. Our thought of the day is this. Discipline is doing what needs to be done even if you don't want to do it. Yep, that's why they call it a job, I guess. Uh, we got our Mind Jam trivia today, 434-248-0704. Today is National Louisiana Day. And down in the bayou. Down in the bayou. And this is what we want to know from you. What is the number one export from Louisiana? I've been to Louisiana. I've been to New Orleans. Food was great. Don't know to, that I would want to go back. You've been to New Orleans? Been to New Orleans. I've been to New Orleans. I don't say New Orleans. But uh enjoyed the music very much. I have never been. I, I, I don't really have a desire to go back to New Orleans. I, I wouldn't say I would mind going back to Louisiana, perhaps, but not necessarily New Orleans. But we want to know, what is the number one export of Louisiana? So if you would send in your guess, I would like that. 434-248-0704. On this day in history in 1946, U.S. President Harry Truman ends the wage price freeze going on at that time. In 1968, Joe Cocker's version of the Beatles song with a little help from my friends becomes number one. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song. I will try not to sing out of key. Oh, baby, how did I? What will? Because that's some good stuff right there. It was a big day for music in general. In 1973, Columbia Records releases Piano Man with singer-songwriter Billy Joel. It's his second album. It's nine o'clock on a Saturday. A regular crowd shuffles in. There's an old man sitting next to me. Making love to his tonic and gin. 
amazing. Billy Joel. Is that one of the man. best songs ever? Um, I think so, but I will tell you, when I saw him in concert with Elton John, he was talking about songs that he retired. And even when he thought about, you know, I need to stop doing this, and it was during Piano Man, he said he, said he would find himself saying, you know, it's nine o'clock on a Saturday. I wonder what I'll have for dinner later. The regular car shuffles in. Maybe I'll have a burger. I mean, he was like going through this whole thing. But that's like his big, one of his biggest songs ever. And he's that like, you know, obviously Uptown Girl is also great. And well, I mean, I he love Billy a, Joel. Like, I, well, I love him too. And there were people of all ages who were who were there. But um, I just thought that was interesting when he was doing because he went through like the whole first part of this the show doing that he said i didn't want to deliver the song like that to people to be thinking about what am i going to have for dinner later but when you sing something that often 6 a.m on a wednesday and i'm here <laughs> wow really I, know, good. I can't sing okay. 2015 we also have a big day in music with justin bieber great single from him billboard song of the year grammy song of the year as well my mama don't like you and she likes everyone and i never like to admit that i was wrong and i've been so caught up in my job didn't see what's going on but now i know i'm better sleeping on my own because if you like the way you look that much oh baby you should go and love yourself i think that song is so great <laughs> i think this is one of the first times that i know every single song you picked oh see look at that yeah you're coming I have, along i have some diverse taste you are coming along for sure uh okay so here's the deal guys birthdays today just suck there are very few celebrity birthdays today i mean you know you're hard up when your biggest celebrity today is nick lachey who is turning 49 years old so i i don't i don't know he seems to be the big guy oh i did i did miss regno is he still alive are we sure not even sure okay because he wasn't on my other list oh Mm. the uh, the guy in wasn't he in Grey's Anatomy? Eric Dane? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> exactly. I, that's what that's what I'm saying. I believe you. It's so. kind of it's kind of lean. Today is a little bit lean. But if it's your birthday today, perhaps you're the biggest celebrity of the day, and that's okay too. Bob Gibson. He's a pitcher. I have no idea. Who He's that a Hall is. of Fame pitcher, a really okay. good pitcher. All right. <laughs> Again, Spiro it's Ag- a very lean. Here He's dead. I got you. He's dead. Spiro Agnew, dead. The 39th U.S. Vice President. Yeah. He's dead. <laughs> There's a lot of cool people who are dead, born on this day, but it, not their birthdays. So, yeah, we got a little bit of that going on for sure. All right. Our uh, Mind Jam trivia today, talking about Louisiana. And we wanted to know what is the number, because it's National Louisiana Day. And we want you to tell us what is the number one export from Louisiana. So, you can text that to us, 434-248-0704 is our number, and we would love to hear from you this morning. Also, yes. Feeling confident about the answer. Are you? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. You're very awake today. It's because I made a conscious decision on my way home yes. that I wasn't going to watch the news, and I was going to go to bed early. Uh-huh. And, and I you did. did. Look at that. It's amazing how that happens when you commit to something like that. Because I was like... It's going to be the same thing for about 12 hours of Q 
key race decision and doesn't that's tell you right. who won. And so I'll just look at my phone when I wake up, and that's what I did. Yeah, well, that's the way to do or it. Or I'll ask you. Some of the, the guesses that we have this morning, including uh, g- gumbo. That's a good guess. Uh, lots of people say gumbo. I had a person say crawfish, also a good guess. We're going to have the answer coming up in just a little bit. And we're going to take a look at some of the uh, the wins, some of the surprises. I, I think Pennsylvania has absolutely lost their ever-loving minds. But anyway, we'll talk about it as we go through the morning this morning here on the Morning Jam. Keep our number handy, 866-916-3776. Today is National Louisiana Day, and we were asking you our Mind Jam trivia about that. We wanted to know if you could tell us what the number one export of Louisiana is. And you had a guess? I, I, my guess is I was going to jokingly say football players because Louisiana is good for football players because, you know, <laughs> good old LSU, go Tigers. Uh-huh. Um, but it's got to be something in the bayou, like something you would get out of the bayou, like the Gulf. So I'm going to go either like crawfish, gator, uh, shrimp. Uh, shrimp. <laughs> the so. answer is crawfish. Hey, look at that. Yeah, the answer is crawfish. So, uh, yeah, a couple of people got that one right this morning. With our... Uh, Five and Dine, a little bit later on, I'm going to give a recipe for crawfish cornbread that is one of the most amazing recipes ever. So we're going to be sharing that a little bit later on in the morning. So you can look forward to that in a little bit. Well, there were a lot of winners and some losers as well, as you would expect in midterms. Uh, some of the, the big winners in, in our neck of the woods was uh, a Big Klein one, Bob Good one. Um, we had the, the Dems swept Roanoke Council, but it was a different story in Lynchburg where it looks like that uh, that uh, Miss Jens Taylor Reed ticket uh, is going to come out victorious. Uh, Stephanie Reed did very, very well. So did Larry Taylor. Uh, I think there's only just a few hundred uh, votes difference between uh, Trinae Tweedy and Marty Mischen. So that's the only one that's even remotely close. The other two uh, definitely came and, and swept through. We'll be talking with Chris Feraldi uh, in the 7 o'clock hour about what this really could mean for the city of Lynchburg. This will be the first time really since I've lived here that there's going to be that level of 
uh, small government represented on uh, city council. So I, I think that's kind of exciting. It looks like the GOPs are poised to take back the House. Hopefully going to be pumping those brakes a little bit uh, with what we've had going on the last couple of years. Uh, Kemp beat Abrams again. Not really sure what she'll have to say. She'll be going around saying it was stolen again. We'll see. Uh, South Dakota Representative uh, Christy Nome won big. Um, Pennsylvania lost its mind and elected Fetterman. I still can't even wrap my head around that one. Um, it's, it, John Fetterman beat Doc Oz. And if he could win, I mean, literally anything could happen. Uh, DeSantis won big. Rubio won big. Um, Newsom won again. Not that that's a big shock. There are a lot of people saying that the anti-MAGA strategy did work at staving off a red tsunami. There are quite a few people who are saying uh, Donald Trump did more harm than good. I'm one of those people who said that all along. I know there's going to be people out there who disagree with me, but uh, if he had just sat down and hushed, I think we would have done much better uh, in, in the midterms. But that's just my opinion. Uh, if you disagree, feel free to call in. A uh, one-time media darling, Beta O'Rourke, he lost his third election in a row. That didn't go well. And um, we also had in Colorado. Now, yesterday, we played you a video that was recorded undercover with Colorado Senator Michael Bennett's wife kind of mocking the ignorance of Americans and not realizing what the Democrats are doing, laughing about the Inflation Reduction Act and how it had nothing to do with reducing inflation and how they learned their lesson from the defund the police movement and they're going to be a little more quiet and they don't want to raise red flags with that. Uh, I think that video came out too late. Colorado Senator Michael Bennett did win again despite that it, I think if that had come out earlier, it could have been quite damaging, but uh, but it was not. I'm curious about your thoughts about the results of last night. Were you surprised? Was it basically what you were expecting? 866-916-3776. If you voted in Lynchburg, I'd be curious to know what your thoughts were about that. It seems as though some folks were being turned away. I, I still haven't gotten the whole story there about why people weren't being able to vote in certain areas. Because uh, they were saying you just got to, you know, stay in line, make sure that your voice is heard. I don't know if they were having issues with the machines. I'm not really sure. Maybe uh, Chris will be able to shed some more light on that. I know someone in Maryland that had an issue with the machine, but that was Mar and like they had to redo their whole ballot, but that was Maryland. So Well, there were reports on social media that they were, turning some folks away. Now, I don't know how accurate that was. There was another story yesterday that I was trying to track down because I just simply could not believe that it was true. And that was a flyer that came out from Jefferson Forest High School Auditorium. It's an event that's supposed to take place on the 25th of February uh, at the auditorium. The After School Satan Club presenting Family Movie Night. 
You okay over there? Yeah, my mic, my uh, headphones fell. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, posted. This is hosted by the Friends of the Satanic Temple, Virginia. Nice. So I was like, that this isn't real. This is like some type of satire or something like that. No, it's a. Uh, it is real. It's yeah. There is a after school satanic club at uh, Jefferson Forest High School. We'll take a look at that. Um, it's a, it's interesting to see a Satan club having a family movie night. Uh, kids four and under are free. Isn't that great? Hey, congrats. Yeah. That's a um, deal. Mm-hmm. So children are free, must be accompanied by an adult 18 or older. Uh, they're going to be watching Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest, and having a discussion around which of the seven fundamental tenets of the Satanic Temple relate to the movie. And you have to get your tickets in advance. How did we get to this point? And how is it that you can't have a drag show at the school, but you can host a movie night by the After School Satan Club? Again, I thought it had to be fake, but it is not fake. And uh, after doing some research into what this organization is, it centers out of the Boston area, um, more like the Salem, Massachusetts area. And apparently these these folks are all over the country, and we know what's going on here. Uh, They're trying to come in and use this as a way to get church out of schools so bible clubs they want those to go away they don't want churches to be able to uh, use facilities for any events that they they might be doing Uh, i mean i know what's happening here but it is a very dangerous thing and we'll talk about that a little bit this morning as we uh as we make our way i don't know i think bedford's got a big fight on its hands have we heard about um uh, Chris Daniels. I need to go see if if uh, Chris won. I'm pretty confident that he did, but I need to follow up on that because he is on the school board uh, at uh, Bedford, and this is certainly something he he will be fighting about. So we'll check on that in a little bit. Uh, on the way, we'll have an update from Kimberly McBroom from WDBJ7 talking about all three Republican incumbents in the area doing very well in Lynchburg. And how you can adopt an angel from the Roanoke Salvation Army. She'll get us some details on that as well. You can admit my typo. My angle. Your angle. Yeah, you can adopt an angle. Which, you know, I'd rather adopt an angel, I think. Maybe. And then we'll also take a look at these, uh, at, at this weather that's coming in because of that tropical storm. Looks like we could get quite a bit of rain on Friday, maybe a little bit into Saturday. Uh, some of the winds could get up to 15 miles an hour and we could get two or three inches of rain on Friday. So that's definitely going to be moving in to the area. It's definitely cooler this morning and uh, you definitely going to need a jacket as you head on out. But we'll take a complete look at your forecast coming up here on the Morning Jam. Keep our number handy. I expect to hear from you. 866-916-3776. I want to know what you think about this uh, this event coming up at Jefferson Forest High School. And I also want to know what your thoughts are on the results of the midterm elections. 
a lot going on this morning. We're glad to have you be a part of it here on The Morning Jam. It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Sunshine today, warming to the upper 50s. Clouds roll in tonight with a low of 43. We'll turn mostly cloudy on Thursday. Highs at 65 with a rain developing by the evening as remnants of Nicole head in. Lows at 58. Veterans Day Friday, rainy, heavy rain at times with a high of 67. Look for the rain to end late Friday night. And currently we have in Roanoke and Salem 38 degrees, 42 degrees in Lynchburg, 44 in Bedford, 37 in uh, Salem, 43 in Appomattox. Well, if you grew up in the 80s, Alabama was a big part of your life, no doubt about it. Jeff Cook is one of the co-founders of the country band Alabama. We have lost him at the age of 73. They say he passed away peacefully in his home in Florida at the age of 73. I know a lot of us grew up listening to Alabama. Uh, they had songs like you know, Song of the South and Dixieland Delight and uh, Feels So Right. I mean, you could just go on and on. It was one hit after another for the band Alabama. Uh, he was the fiddle player. He was the guitarist and the vocalist. He played alongside his cousins, Randy Owen and Teddy Gentry, and just so many great songs, so much great music. Uh, they had a three-year run as the CMA Entertainer of the Year from 1982 to 1985. They earned five ACM uh, entertainer of the year trophies from 81 to 85 he stopped touring with alabama in 2018 and um he suffered from parkinson's and he was very uh, transparent about that with his fans about how he was uh, suffering with parkinson's that's why he uh, gave up touring and and playing and uh, he wrote a song in 2015 called no bad days which kind of took on a different meaning. He said after his diagnosis, people could quote the song to him and say no bad days. Uh, that's what he told the Tennessean in 2019. And he said that his fans have continued to write letters and notes and emails, and they always sign them no bad days. And he's always felt support there. He has survived uh, with uh, many family members, including his wife, Lisa, and of course, uh, his cousins who were in the band Alabama with him. So I just had to get that out there because I know so many of us listened and enjoyed that band growing up. 
Well, our number is 866-916-3776. Trey and I were talking off the air about uh, Trump's big announcement that he says he's going to make. I really don't want him to run again. I've made no qualms about that. Uh, He has been kind of blasted uh, all over social media and even across the medium uh, spectrum over the midterms. They're saying that part of this is due to Donald Trump. And the red wave that they had hoped for just didn't materialize like they thought it would. Many people pointed their fingers at President Trump. I'm curious if you think that's legitimate. Uh, several of Trump back candidates uh, lost or lagged behind uh, other Republicans in their states. And a consensus seemed to emerge that Trump is the one that had a bad night. Although, uh, at, at one point, it was still up in the air as to whether or not they would recapture the House and the Senate. Don't think the Senate's going to happen, but looks like the House is going to be uh, still firmly intact. Uh, former Obama campaign strategist said on MSNBC, I think you have to say Donald Trump has now presided over two disastrous midterm elections in his only one as president in 2018. Trump's party lost control of the House although it gained U.S. Senate seats thanks in part to a favorable map. Republicans appeared poised to make huge gains and seize control of both chambers of Congress, but with the early hours of Wednesday morning, it still remained unclear if they would even take control of the House and seemingly unthinkable proposition last week. What are your thoughts on this? Did Trump hurt the people that he stumped for? I am curious as to to what you think. Um, one person texted in as far as Fetterman goes because he did win in Pennsylvania it's a shame when a slob is interpreted as being sincere I saw several interviews where his supporters saw him as sincere or brave that was the other thing oh well you know he's just so brave to put himself out there I, I, I still can't wrap my head around it He's not competent enough to do that job, and yet he won anyway. Nick said, apparently, to get elected, the ability to put together a cognitive sentence is no longer required. Well, that's been proven with our president. Now, and this is just, I'm I'm asking the question here. I would argue that it's probably not because of him. It was in spite of Oz, because everyone in Pennsylvania probably viewed Oz as a, I don't want to say a mini Trump, but Trump light, if that makes sense. Oz? Just the way he was acting and like, you know, the quote unquote celebrity running for office. Oh, okay. How he talked well, about Donald Trump all the time. Like that, that, that I would, didn't, I don't think that did him any favors. I would agree with that. So is that like, would you say that might have been his You know trade? what I think hurt him? I think uh, Fetterman constantly trying to paint paint him as a carpetbagger. He's not really one of us. He's not really from this area. Although that didn't stop Hillary Clinton at all. Yeah. Um, I, she, she was she was no more from New York than, me. you know, you. And she did fine. Um, but I, I don't know. He still came through. Now, there were some, there were some good wins despite the Trump piece of it uh we heard sarah huckabee sanders she won uh, which was a a a big deal for sure Uh, we still don't know about 
um, Georgia. We're still that one's still kind of up in the air as we kind of expected it probably to be. Probably will be a runoff. Is probably. What the projections say. But I don't know for sure uh, if they've decided that one way or the other uh, at this point. But I, I will say locally, some changes did did take place. We've received several texts this morning that are definitely celebrating the changes that are hopefully going to be coming to Lynchburg City Council. I'm happy to hear about the three Republicans uh, winning the Lynchburg City Council. Uh, I am surprised about Fetterman. They also said, could Chris Daniels weigh in on the satanic movie night? Uh, I reached out to Chris Daniels yesterday. He is supposed to be meeting with the powers that be today, I believe. And if you're just tuning in, what we're talking about is, um, and this came out yesterday, it was an invitation to a movie night, an after, the After School Satan Club presenting Family Movie Night, hosted by the Friends of the Satanic Temple, Virginia, featuring Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest, and uh, Jefferson Forest High School Auditorium, February 25th, 2023, and um, there was a, a place where you could go, reserve your seat, and basically when you click through, it asks you to make a donation to the Satanic Club. So, um, I did some research yesterday to try to find out more about what this is. It seems to be a political ploy. Um they say the mission of the Satanic Temple is to encourage benevolence and empathy among people, to reject tyrannical authority, to advocate practical common sense and justice, and be directed by the human conscience to undertake noble pursuits. Because as we all know, that's what Satan represents, right? Of course. This place is based out of Boston, more see there there you I go say boston it's more like um salem massachusetts although they do have their satan con in boston um see, problem number one right there so this is a very serious problem it's a serious problem for parents who have children in the bedford schools part of the thing part of what this group is trying to do based on what i've researched on it is that they're really trying to downplay the existence of evil at all almost mocking christianity and mocking um the christ in general i mean they they don't think that people should be able to uh, acknowledge christ in government schools and I don't know. Maybe they're right. Do you think they're right? We've got some listeners who think that, you know, that's why this is happening is because they've opened up. They haven't kept the division of church and state. And this is why things like this are even happening here. But they particularly are targeting young people. And their thing is, you know, if we get to them young, we can teach them critical thinking and we can. Yeah. This isn't good. This is this is bad stuff, I think. 866-916-3776. Do you have 
a child, a grandchild in Bedford County Schools? Were you aware that something like this existed? Because I certainly wasn't aware that it existed. Uh, I'll be curious to hear what you think. Give us a call if you'd like to weigh in this morning. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on The Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Now we're going to talk about something pleasant and not scary. <laughs> our Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They're on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg. They're cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and working hard to keep their prices low so you can keep your food bill in check. Now, earlier in the day, we were talking about how it was National Louisiana Day and how the number one export from Louisiana was crawfish. So I just had to give my recipe for crawfish cornbread because it is decadent and absolutely amazing. And they can order that for you over at FNL if you'd like to give this a go. This is almost like it reminds me of... Um, like a savory bread pudding, I guess, is what it re- would remind me of. Preheat your oven to 350 degrees. You're going to grease a 9 by 13 inch baked dish. You're going to stir in cornmeal, baking powder, salt, and Creole seasoning in a very large bowl. Then you're going to stir in your eggs and your oil. Mix it thoroughly. Then you're going to add in your chopped onion, your cheese, your corn, your crawfish, and jalapenos, and stir it until everything is completely mixed together and evenly distributed. Then you're going to spread that into a prepared pan, smoothing out the surface. Bake it for about 50 minutes until it's golden brown and firm and the tester comes out clean. Let it rest for about 10 minutes before slicing and serving it warm. And I will tell you, it is a meal unto itself. It's crawfish cornbread. Maybe consider, you know, putting that on your Thanksgiving table. That would be a treat. Check it out by going to Facebook. Type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share here on The Morning Jam, brought to you by FNL Market, where their meats are a cut above. The Morning Jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. I come from a long line of Southern cooks, and one thing my mama always told me was ingredients matter. That's why I trust the experienced butchers at FNL Market, Lynchburg's only locally and family-owned independent grocery store. Their staff cuts and grinds fresh meats daily and will offer you the personal service you desire for everyday meals or special occasions. This week at FNL Market, save on fresh ground beef, $2.98 a pound. Boston butt roast are $1.99 a pound. Family packed boneless chicken breasts are $1.98 a pound. And frozen turkeys, no limit, $1.48 a pound. Save on Sugardale bacon, regular or thick cut, just $2.98 for a 12 ounce pack. Sign up to be a VIP Savings Club member by texting FL Market to 833 605 1804. Stop by FL Market today, 2517 Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg. Their meat is a cut above. The Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. Good morning. You're listening to The Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose. Thanks for your text this morning. I would love for you to call in 866-916-3776. Someone texted in, no church and government, communism. I think it's the separation of church and state that they're fighting against. 
Uh, you got to remember, because what they're talking about is this after-school satanic club uh, that has been started at the Jefferson Forest High School. Uh, but this organization, the Satanic Temple, one of the things that they have done successfully is that they have uh, managed to get the removal of the Ten Commandments out of a lot of courthouses and things like that. Uh, not that I agree with that. I, I think it's a, a very dangerous thing. But they, make no mistake about it. Uh, this is not like watching an episode of Bewitched in the 70s. This is a very different thing here. They're trying to basically show that um, Satan isn't real. Evil isn't real. There's no such thing. And just trying to uh, bring that home to to our children that, you know, God isn't real, nor is Satan. Uh, I think that's the ultimate because they say, that, you know, they're not practicing or or anything like that. But it is a very evil thing that they're that they're doing and they're trying to achieve and they're using our children to do it, quite frankly. So uh, and then I've got another conversation going on talking about <laughs> how how I could eat bottom feeders like crawfish, but not uh, clean meats like squirrel. <laughs> OK, was that salty? <laughs> no, it's Dale giving me a hard time. I would eat squirrels if I had to, if there wasn't anything else around. And he said, do you have to eat crawfish? I don't have to, but I want to occasionally. It's good. Now, I don't eat a lot of crawfish, and I don't eat like a lot of catfish and things like that. And I don't eat tilapia at all. So there are certain things that I try to stay away from, although I love catfish. But they are definitely bottom feeders. Uh, we also had someone ask, have I tried anything besides crayfish? Um, ha he has a, a shellfish allergy. I will say I had a friend who tried the fake crab in that um, and said it was very good. So that's just basically fish. So I would think that you would be able to to use that if it's a because it's not a shellfish. It's just like a white fish that they make look like crab. There's also a mushroom that has a lobster like crab-like qualities to it and that would probably be good in that as well i'm guessing coming up at the seven o'clock hour we're going to be talking with chris feraldi and about that big win in um that big win in lynchburg last night and it looks like things are going to look quite different for the city council there so we'll get uh kind of a report in on that in a little bit in the meantime everybody seems to have an opinion on the exact date you should start decorating for Christmas, there are a lot of folks who are putting stuff up already. Way I'm too early. seeing it. I'm seeing it all over my social media. What is your date? It used to it used to be not one thing could go up until after Thanksgiving. That's uh, the hu the right way to do it. Thanksgiving is my most favorite holiday. Me too. I love it. It's the best. I want it to get the respect it deserves. Food and football. How can you not get better than that? I know you're in family. I should. Family. There you go. I meant that. That, that That's given. It's, it's but. all the love. It's all the, the food. It's all the togetherness without the pressure of having to do gifts and things like that. So it, it's just. And football. Okay. And football. Um, For me. But I love Thanksgiving and I, and I don't want it to get passed over. Now, I do a lot 
of uh, decorating. So I have started doing a little bit in like the other parts of my house, not in the main area. The ones you can't like that hide from people. Well, I I won't ever get them done. I've got like seven trees in my what? house. Yeah, I go a little bit crazy at the. Yeah, every room has every room has a tree. Every room has a nativity. I'm just I'm all I'm right now is picturing Mark in his boot. You're Mark trying to put trees up. You know what? He's such like, a good man. You're like you're like hey, two inches to the right. Actually, I do most of it. I now know. he is a I big know. he's a big help, but. Uh, anyway, the exact date you should put up your Christmas tree, your Christmas decorations, that's controversial with a lot of people. And with the pandemic, I mean, good Lord, people got started way too early. But experts say the ideal date to put up your tree and your decorations is November 27th. That date is the beginning of Advent, which is four Sundays before Christmas Day. So, it, you know, that seems like the appropriate time to do it. Uh, there are, of course, other opinions. Uh, another popular choice for many households is December 1, the beginning of the festive month to set up your decorations, uh, and that marks the official countdown. Recent years have seen some people starting earlier and earlier. In fact, it's not uncommon to see lights and trees put up just after Halloween has come and gone. It's a far cry from the days gone by when the Christmas tree went up on December 22nd and it marched, uh, marked the start of the Advent festivities when wrap presents were stashed under and kept safe until the big day. Further back before the 19th century, Brits didn't even put up a Christmas tree. Queen Victoria's husband was the first one to uh, make the gifting of a spruce fir to his wife after a visit to Germany. So, you know, depending on what you like, Trey and I both agree on that one. After after Thanksgiving, it's okay to do. That was what we would do after all the festivities is we would start working on that. But now when I was little and we had a real tree, we could only do it two weeks before. And then um, we had a one guy text in so when i was a kid my parents would put the tree up on christmas eve what or santa would do it christmas eve put it up on christmas eve now if you watch old movies which i do lots of times they'll go out on christmas eve like in the bishop's wife with loretta young they're going out on christmas eve to get the to get the tree i mean you got to remember if you put up a real tree after thanksgiving good lord that's just a fire hazard so I don't know. Uh, Leia said we took money, decorations, everything out of Christmas years ago and focused only on what Christmas is about, and that is Christ. Okay, Leia, that makes me a little bit sad because, like I say, every tree that I have, I have one tree that just has the names of Christ on it and angels and tells the whole story. Every room in my house has a nativity in it. So I think you can definitely have decorations and keep it wait a minute. focused wait on a minute. what it's wait really about so every room has a tree and a nativity scene yep every every even my bathrooms if they're little ones i it's understand little, but yeah gotta have you some baby jesus i love it i love me i love me some some baby jesus i do i think of uh i love of it i love it talladega nights
<laughs> yeah, me too. I like that one too. Coming up, we've got Bill Trapiro on the way from the Roanoke News Desk. And we'll get you updated on all the latest things midterm-wise. We'll be talking to Chris Peraldi next hour. Thanks for listening to The Morning Jam. Listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA FM Greta Danville.